Hey, everybody. Welcome to 34 for 34, where we are going to talk to members, staff members, and even the candidate himself of the David Kim for Congress campaign here in California's 34th district. Today, it's episode three. And on Fridays, typically going forward, we're going to have supporters and endorsers. But this week was pretty unique week. It was a special week uh, for the Democratic Party as it had their first virtual uh, Democratic National Convention with speakers joining uh, from all over the country. And it was capped off with uh, Joe Biden's speech uh, live from Delaware on Thursday night. So as David is a candidate running with the Democratic Party, thought it'd be wonderful to bring him back for this very special episode three to get his take on what happened with the DNC this week. Hey, welcome back to the show, David. Hey, Jerry. Thank you so much. So this week was pretty cool. You know, if you um, had access to TV or the internet starting on Monday night, there were four nights of, you know, some entertainment, some speeches, uh, some moving speeches. And generally, you know, what would have been a very big, festive, in-person event this year was supposed to be in Milwaukee, obviously for the public health interests of everybody involved, what um, was virtual. Um what did you think about the DNC? Was there anything, any particular speakers or any speeches that stood out to you? Yeah, thank you for asking, Jerry. I um, I enjoyed, I didn't watch um, or keep up with all of uh, the programming for DNC, whether it be performances or speeches or whatnot, but I did keep, um, I did uh, tune in to some highlights, uh, with whether it be performances or speeches. And so I got to hear um, and watch uh, Michelle Obama's speech, AOC's speech, uh, Senator Bernie Sanders' speech, um, Andrew Yang, uh, uh, Barack Obama, um, and then obviously the, the nominees themselves, Kamala Harris and, and Joe Biden. Um, I mean, it was, it was definitely a treat to see uh, just one after the other, speeches after each other, because um, they're they're powerful people. They're they're leaders that we look up to, and it's it's definitely encouraging to hear words coming from them directly from either be on that stage or in their living room. Um, so it's definitely inspiring and empowering. But then also at the same time, Jerry, <laughs> I always kind of tend to play the devil's advocate, but it also kind of seems very manufactured and a little just very cookie cutter-ish too. But but then again, it uh, I think the overall importance and significance of the DNC and why why they wanted to go ahead and um, come together and, and, and sync on a united message of, hey, like we're in dire times right now and we need to uh, focus and, and just pay attention and really uh, mobilize America to vote this upcoming November. So that, that definitely came through. Um, but I mean, again, what can you do with COVID-19 programming where you, it's, it's more modeled after the zoom format. So, but overall I enjoyed it. I'm curious to get your take on. So you're, you're obviously, you know, a very progressive candidate and, um, your, your policies and the things that you want to accomplish are, you know, what some may consider left of the left. Uh, we had some folks speaking last week and obviously candidates and, uh, candidates from the primaries, uh, namely including Andrew Yang, Bernie Sanders, and you know Elizabeth Warren, who are now supporting Joe Biden. Um, what were your thoughts specifically on the progressive representation on display last week? I uh, just wanted to um, continue from what I just last said and segue into your question. Um, to, just because I enjoyed um, certain moments that I specifically tuned into, whether it be speeches or um, 
just talks. Just because I enjoyed it doesn't mean that I um, am completely uh, approving of the Democratic Party. Obviously, for those that are listening and know and have heard me on interviews, I'm very critical of um, even the own party that I'm running with, Democratic Party. But um, it was it was definitely though refreshing just to see this attempt to mobilize the people and and to unite the people. And if the words that were delivered to us, uh, the American people, were indeed true from the heart, then I'm going to give that the benefit of the doubt and, and be positive. Um, and so with that being said, we had AOC speak. We had Senator Bernie Sanders speak. Um, we had different uh, candidates or leaders in that progressive in, in the progressive speak. Um, I mean, I wish AOC could have been given five minutes, but I mean, I guess the one minute she really did make use of it. Um, in regards to Kamala speaking, I thought her speech was great. Um, I, I know that she, I had issues and I still have issues with her past um, DA and AG record, but but her, her time spent in Senate has, has proved otherwise or it's shown otherwise, and it's been more progressive than than her early years. And so while just watching her speech, I was I was just giving her the benefit of the doubt and be kind of hopeful because this is now her chance to reset um, everything that she did before and, and really become a, and emerge as a, as a new leader in the progressive movement. And I, and I hope she can. We'll do that. That's very cool. You know, I, I, I wasn't able to watch all of it myself, um, caught the, the bigger speeches and, and try to watch as much as I can. Um, but I did notice a, a tone shift, particularly with the, the non-political hosts and um, hostesses of the evenings. You know, the jokes, or I guess the the pointed a- attacks against the current administration and whatnot, um, you know, were not being shied away from. So, you know, we got now, you know, about 70 some odd days left. Um, you know, we can all hope that it has energized and invigorated um, the, the voting bloc that had either intended on not voting or weren't sure who they were going to vote for. Um, hey, thanks for joining us today. It was really nice to get um, an insider take on, you know, the, the DNC. Um, as, you know, I'm sure many people who are listening would agree, um, it, it's different to get the perspective of somebody who understands the system a little bit more than the average voter, um, particularly as somebody who's in the campaign cycle and running. So, but no, but Jerry, they still need to um, ban corporate donations, put Medicare for all on their agenda, put a homes guarantee. But, but in any case, I'm still, I'm still positive and hopeful that they'll move towards that. But yeah, thank you, Jerry. Actually, I, I do have one extra question that I think um, maybe it's on some, some folks' minds. Um, what are your thoughts on some of the Republicans that shared messages and made a rare appearance on something that was on a democratic platform? I mean, I thought that was um, very, I, I mean, obviously kind of not something that one would expect, but showing signs of, hey, let's put, a, let's put aside party lines or, or biases and, and come together in that. So, um, I mean, I did see some of that. Um, I don't think it, uh, I mean, it was good to see. So I, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us on this very special Friday episode of 34 for 34. And we'll see you back here on Monday to talk about what's coming up this week in your campaign. Thanks, David. Thank you.